I'm going to start this. So I'm just going to say that this is the fourth official soccer podcast. And the last two days have blown our minds that we had to come during the week and record. And we are also recording with a special guest, the same guest from last time, JR. JR is back. And we have Manny and Justin also on the podcast and of course my name is Boreal Demi. <clears throat> I mean what a freaking two days of football and I can't wait for us to start talking about about it and I think the first place we start has to be the Juve Porto game which was the number one um probably one of the best games I've ever seen in a few years and to be honest um and this is why we love the Champions League so I'm just going to let the floor open for everyone to, to to pick where they want to start because there's a lot to unravel in this game. Um, and yeah, where do we want to start? Where, where, where are we going with this? I think we should start with the uh, with the predictions. See how well we all sure we all did. I think uh, I, was, I was probably the closest, wasn't I? Mm, I I said a <laughs> okay. I said a draw. I said a draw with Porto going through. I feel like, well, I did say a draw. Okay, I said a draw 2-2, but it was 3-2. But I I knew Porto was going through. And I'll I'll give my reasons why. So, but who else? Let's see. I I think I was the most wrong. I think I said Ronaldo, Bracer, Hattrick, and they're going through. And, uh, yeah, he did kind of the opposite. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that because I have a feeling that you're probably talking about the wall also, the wall incident, which yeah, yeah. very interesting. But um, wall. Uh, there was no, there was no wall. I only saw well, a tunnel. We'll talk about that. Let, let, let's 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 talk about the scores first because I, I I've seen a lot of reactions online and I'm confused. But anyways, Justin, uh, what was your scoreline? Your scoreline was what I see here is a two zero for Juve. Um, yeah, you weren't close, okay? You were not close. I'm happy to say that. Screw you. I I was closer. Um, um, and then- enjoy. Okay, okay. Hold on a second. Let's take a time out here. Yes, you were definitely closer on this matchup. And honestly, even though I was... This is the one matchup I got wrong. And we'll get to the other three <laughs> that I got right. But this one that I got wrong, honestly, Bori, I'm happy you did because... Porto totally deserved to advance, and I'm I'm with you. I'm glad uh, Juventus is gone. Yeah, and and so Manny also had a zero two for Juve. Um, that's that's what it says here at least. But yeah, I, did, I do remember you saying the draw. So, yeah, my prediction I, was a two nothing. Okay, I think Manny actually said a one one, but that then I was like uh, a two 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 draw. But anyways, all right. Let's from from and let me just give a, a, a recap of the game. As so, Porto came. The, so the first thing that happened was a penalty. Um, Tarimi brilliantly uh, uh, put himself in front of uh, Demiral, who I praised on the show, by the way. So I feel bad. Um, but I want to go around the block and say and ask: Is this? Is this it, was this a penalty? Um, was was Tarimi just clever? Was Demiral very stupid, or was this just not a penalty and the ref got it wrong? Yeah, um, I think that the ref got this right. Uh, 
it's one of those plays that happened really quickly because uh, the the ball was played kind of to the center of the uh, of the uh, 18. Um, the player, the Porto player, got there beforehand, and Demiral I think is clumsy. We all know that from watching his uh, from watching him in uh, in City A, and just the overall game that he had. Um, it was a really poor poor game. Um, I will say though that. At the moment, when you see it, it's one of those plays where if you see it real time, you, you're you like, all right, that's a penalty. But when they slow it down, you're like, well, that was kind of a soft PK call, you know. Um, so it, it's one of those. Um, regardless, I think that this kind of set the precedent for the entire game as far as a refereeing standpoint. Um, what I mean by that is that, in my opinion, once a referee in a game as important as this uh, gives a makes a judgment call like that that impacts a game, um, I think from then on it can impact and cloud his judgment for any further uh, uh, egregious fouls that may occur later on in the game. And we saw a lot of that uh, as the game progressed, especially with Juve. Um, you mentioned Demiral. You know, he started off really bad with that PK, but he should have been sent off in this game. This is my opinion. He had a few more fouls um, as the game progressed, and the ref didn't do anything about it, uh, you know, as other UA players did as well. And then the one red card that the ref decides to give is something for, I think, such a mediocre, um, I think, petty foul, if you think about it. Like, the player kicked the ball, so what? There's a lot of time-wasting that occurs through other actions, the players on the field. And I think from the minute that uh, Porto were left to 10 men, that completely changed the entire landscape of the game. Um, no, so thank you for that. But, I mean, really, I asked you about the penalty, but I'm glad you're so enthusiastic because I know, I mean, Manny, you're one of the reasons why we're recording today because you felt like you wanted to really, really get at the ref. Um, you'll get your chance, but I do want to ask uh, JR, uh, do, do, you, do you agree that that was a penalty? I agree with, with what Manny said. In slow motion, it you know, maybe doesn't, but at full, full, full speed. And, and I think like, you know, what they saw in the field, it, it, it probably was. Um, fun fact though, Tarimi is my Iranian cousin. So. No, you're joking. Are you serious? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> God, man. Don't, don't do us like that, man. You gotta tell us the fact. They're, 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 they're all my Iranian cousins, man. My brothers. He said, he said the same thing about Yahangbash from Brighton. Oh, yeah, when he, when he hit that bicycle, he's definitely my cousin. <laughs> That's a very good one. Hey, uh, Justin, how about you? Was that a penalty for you or no? Um, are we talking about the first one, uh, Oliveira? Yeah, well, the the one – no, no, we're talking about – The one where he – I mean, like, the first goal of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so good. So – after that goal, of course, Juve were exploding. And see, and this is where I want to come in with like what I think happened to Juve. It's not like they didn't have the stars. Obviously, they had Ronaldo on their side. They had all these great players, um, including people like Chiesa, who, who scored two goals. I think that the reason why Juve has done bad the last three years is because they want this trophy more than anything. And part of the reasons why why they, they bought Ronaldo was because they wanted to win this trophy, because they tried, you remember, 
previous years where they've gone into the finals or semifinals and they can't do anything and, and they're missing that one final piece. Um, so I think that kind of played part of why you they probably were playing with fear, even though it didn't seem like it, but like you could tell that they really wanted this. Um, and I think Porto were going in there with like, you know what, I don't care. Like it's Juve, they, they have the best, one of the best players in the world on their team. They're probably going to win, but we're going to play our hearts out. And they play without fear. Um, but but I think Juve came in with that, like, in the back of her mind, like, the goal is to get the Champions League. Um, as I mean, part of the reasons why I think that also is because you, they don't even care about Syria in terms of, like, they know that, like, winning the Syria is just, like, it's nothing for them anymore. So, um, so yeah. So, Chiesa got his two goals. Um, and then I think uh, we're going to fast forward to the wall. And then this is the part that I really want to talk about because... I've seen a lot of people blame the wall, and I'm just looking at, at like, okay, first of all, it's far out. That's the first thing. What is the wall supposed to do? Are they supposed to jump, or are they supposed to, to stand on, on the ground? Like, what are they supposed to do in that situation? And that's why I'm trying, like, I'm confused why the wall is to blame for that free kick, you know? And, and I'm sure that's probably an unpopular opinion, and I welcome your slander. Any of you? I mean... You got to get your uh, probably like your youngest player or uh, your new guy, your new American, Weston McKinney, to get on carpet duty and lay down behind the wall so you can't go underneath it. But, but that's far out. So okay, that's so far out that nobody expected it to go below, right? I, I mean, am I am I am I the only one? Like usually the the, the carpet player usually is for the freaking star like right by the box, right? Because that's like closer to goal and if you shoot, shoot low on the ground the, the i don't get how that's the wall's fault like the, there shouldn't be any carpet duty in that situation in my the, opinion the ball went through the wall though no i get that but so that, isn't the wall supposed to protect the ball going uh, high and it went through well okay um, so usually, you dip, usually, i mean okay go ahead bori no usually when there's a wall Right, the wall jumps. Right, it's not like if the wall doesn't jump, you're gonna say, "Oh, the wall didn't jump, and that's why they scored the goal." If the if the wall jumps, you say, "Well, you know, didn't you have, you know, why did they jump?" All like, right, that's great. what it sounds to me. Like. I'll say it. Ronaldo turned around, opened his legs, the ball <laughs> went right through, and it deflected off someone and went in the goal. Is that what you wanted? No, no, no. okay. I, I, that's not why I wanted. I, I just think it's unfair to blame the wall because I, I, don't, I think the wall, at least in my, from my point of view, and every time I've seen free kicks, the wall usually jumps. But unfortunately, the wall, even if the, so if the wall had jumped, and which most of them did, it went under. There was just no carpet duty. The carpet thing is something that we just even started seeing a year or two ago. So I don't see why the, the wall is to be blamed when it should be Chesney. So Chesney should be blamed. That that was so far out. There was not like that much power on the ball anyway, and he still couldn't couldn't set that goal. I, I think we're blaming the wrong people. That's that's what that's the way I see it. So I think you could uh, blame one of two people. You could blame Weston McKinney for being sure. the person who caused the foul. Soft foul. Soft foul. A foul though. Very very put soft. Them in, put them in a position to take the free kick, and. You know, then he could have been on carpet duty, right? Because, you know, you're responsible for that. How hard is it to just be he back there? Marking, or, 
you could blame Chesney because Chesney, the goalkeeper, is always the the player that commands a wall, tells him where to stand, tells you know the players how many he needs in the wall as well. And quite frankly, a player of his caliber, caliber with his experience, um, you know, playing with Juve this whole time, like that seemed like such a horrible blunder on his part. Like, it's, you know, it seemed like the ball was like that was a savable shot. That's what it seemed like. And it it seemed like he just reacted way, you know, too late to do anything about it. Um, This reminded me of when of his time. He looked like the Chesney back at uh, on a certain uh, (laughs) Premier League team uh, that we will not mention. Uh, But, you know, that's what he looks like. Justin isn't listening. Don't worry. (laughs) I will go selectively deaf when we talk about such things. Uh, okay, go. Cool. Can we just take a? Oh, okay, hold up for a second. I'm watching the replay now. I mean, I'm watching like a dozen different angles on the replay. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo is not jumping. He literally just turns around and like lets the ball pass right through sure. his legs. So right. that, that, that's not even sure. an excuse for worry about no, like. Okay, okay. Uh, I must say, if he, if he doesn't does turn around, he blocks. But, but if he, he doesn't jump. Everyone is supposed to jump. So if, if he jumped, it will still have gone in anyway, right? So I'm glad he didn't jump and he had a better chance of saving it, it right? It took a deflection on the way to the goal, right? Or no, it went right through. I don't through. think so. Oh, it no. just went right through? Yeah. It went right through. I don't know. I don't, know. I, I, don't I think people are blaming the wall too much. And, and to me, I don't, I don't, I think it's the key. What I do know is when you're in the wall, you definitely don't turn around. Sure. Can I make sure. a um, – can I overanalyze here for a second? Sure. Do you guys think that the reason why everybody turned around is because they were afraid to cross their arms in front of their bodies and have the ball hit their arms? No. Because yeah, on, so. on the wall you can Because people are that. scared of handballs now. It's just kind of weird how they all every – single, every single person in that wall like spins around, turns away from the ball. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the optics of how they acted on the wall does not look great. And I think that's what a lot of people are jumping at, because they look like dysfunctional quartets trying to do different things instead of jumping at the same time. Um, I understand that optic, but I still that still doesn't answer to me why... If there was a carpet person there, then sure, fine. They, that, that would have been saved. But I still will not agree with anyone that tells me that the wall is the fault. I, I don't see it. I, I, I mean, the wall would have jumped. If the wall had jumped, it would still be a goal. So the, to me, the wall jumps. I think people are just trying to think, blame the wrong people. Do you think we're giving too much? We're, we're not giving enough credit to Oliveira and Porto? Yes. For, I also for seeing the opportunity and... and I don't know, maybe he saw something, you know, up there and he was like, all right, I don't know, the players were fatigued, you know, they had been playing, uh, <laughs> that was a, a long match, you know, with the additional extra time. Um, maybe he saw something and was like, all right, let me see to see if this, you know, if I can pull this off and took that gamble and it paid off. The real point is it, it shouldn't even have gone to extra time. Quadrado should have finished the game. Arata should have finished the game. Ronaldo should have finished the game. Chiesa should have finished the game. Uh, oh, well, Chiesa had two goals. You can't tell me Chiesa should have finished the game. Chiesa had two goals. 
they all could have scored 60th minute, 70th minute, 80th minute, 90th minute, and they didn't. You, you yeah. forgot well, to mention Murata. Uh, no, I said Murata too, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he, you need to say he, it he like had, over and over. They, they were daring him to shoot the ball. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you brought that up, JR, because now I want to speak about the other thing. Because obviously we know the other world, world's best player, Messi, if Barcelona, Barcelona lose, loses, they look at Messi and, and blame Messi, basically. Why isn't Ronaldo taking responsibility for this team? Why are people giving Ronaldo the, oh, yeah, you know, the team sucks, or, like, the team... Like, like I, I'm not understanding why Ronaldo could not even make an impact in this game, in both legs, really. And and to me, as the leader and the highest paid on the team, who absurdly paid, like, 30, 33 million... Um, he should be doing. This is where he, he needs to come up, right? I, I'm not hearing any standard for for Ronaldo. That's that's what I'm got, saying. You got an assist? Uh, okay, sure, sure. I mean, that's why sure. I predicted in these games, he's the guy that scores hat tricks, that pulls the team through. Like that's that's what he's done. You know, he's he, his time at Real Madrid. That's what he did. Knockout games. Um, he did it previously against Atletico Madrid when he played for Juventus, too. He scored that hat-trick. It's what he does. And, yeah, no, this game he didn't show up. The whole tie he didn't show up. Well, I'm glad we're, we're you know, he's getting a taste of Messi's medicine and, uh, and uh, what's happening at Barcelona right now. But, all right, let's move on. So, can we just, I mean, can we talk just real quick? Did everybody see that since Juventus's exit that uh, they're now saying, the club is saying, that in a contract extension with Ronaldo is, quote, not on the table right now. Oh, I did not see that. Interesting. I mean, um, I mean that was going to come later on in this segment because I was going to ask what happens to Ronaldo, and I have my thoughts about that. Um, actually, maybe we should speak about it right now, actually, um, because his contract expires next year, not this summer, right? It expires next year. I'm, if I'm Juve, I'm thinking, do I take that $33 million? and just put it somewhere else. But the other thing, and I don't know Juve's financials, but the other thing Juve, uh, uh, Ronaldo brings is the sponsorship and, and all the viewership and all that stuff, right? Um, so I don't know what the, the count is or, or the numbers are, but I'm still thinking 33 million a year is a lot of money. And if I buy one or even two solid players, I, I probably have a better chance winning the Champions League than than with Ronaldo. And and not slandering him, I'm not saying that it's his fault. I think it just happens that this team doesn't work well or gel well with him, and especially with Pirlo. But what do you all think about that? I think like, it depends. Ha- having him go early. I think it depends on how you bet in the season. Um, well, I mean, what are, what are they going to win? The Syria? They're not going to win the Syria. No, no, no. It's not whether they're going to win something. It's whether they qualify for a Champions League or not. Sure. Well, I mean, if they don't because, qualify, I'm sure they will sell them, of course. Because, yeah. because the other thing is they have a rookie coach, right? I mean, Pirlo didn't even have his coaching badges when he got the job. I don't even know if he has his coaching badges now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he know? actually he actually got it at the like toward, like nick of time at the towards the like he had to get it to get the job basically. Okay. So so 
I, I think it'll be interesting to see if the board decides to back a someone of the star power of like Ronaldo status or someone of a legend status like Pirlo. And I don't think that they're going to know that the answer to that um, until the end of the season, depending on where Juve ends in the in the table, um, because there could be millions and millions of dollars at stake that will essentially impact them, uh, their decisions going forward. So. I think Juve is missing a Lewandowski type player. I think literally if they swapped Ronaldo and Lewandowski, both teams will do very well. And that's why I think Juve is missing. I think Juve is missing that like, like real natural number nine. But JR and Justin, I want to get your thoughts. If you were Juve, if you're on the board, would you let Ronaldo go right now, given that you can get some money from him for, for him? Or maybe not because of the pandemic, but... Or would you risk just losing all that? I'm going to look at it a different way. If you're Ronaldo, do you want to stay on that team? No. Fair point. Fair point. I think after losing, I think he wants out. I think he's going to leave. You think he's going to leave? Yeah. The, yeah, and where do you if, go, though? But Yeah, I was, that was going to be my follow-up question. So, yeah. where, do you, where do you go where he improves his chances and A, improves his chances if that's what he wants, and B, can actually afford his asking price the only team i can think of is Bayern. that's the only team i can think of he misses madrid we miss him you know. <laughs> we knew, i knew where this was going okay i should have known i should have known you know he broke up he went and found you know a different a different partner and then he realized you know he needed to come back and you know yeah but our, our arms but will be open but zidane might not be there Ooh. No, I honestly don't know, but I do think like if Juventus don't want to resign him, and I, I doubt he wants to be there, you know, af- after losing a game like this. So I I'd say he's he's out. I don't know where. Yeah. How about you, Justin? Would you keep him, or would you just let him run out his contract? In a year that's been marred by coronavirus and not having fans in the stadium. And just a tightening of the belt financially, it would frankly just be a financial decision. It's like, can you get more money out of having him on the team and merchandising and just uh, TV rights? I'm not sure. Like, you know, like without having all the financials in front of me, I'm not sure. But it'd be literally just like a question of the numbers for me. Unfortunately, it wouldn't be really based off the talent of the player. It's, I think that's how you got to treat every player from a player from someone like Ronaldo's stature on down in this particular off season that's coming up, which is where there's so much uncertainty and clubs have to think about the future and about their financial stability. And that's so frankly, that's, that's where I would be at. It'd just be like, can I get more money for in a transfer fee for him? Which would probably be like, I don't even know, like 60 or 70 million, you guys think? That's, I, I don't that's know. Still, that's still a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm maybe not even that much. I'm not sure. But is that better and like losing his wages off off your your sheet? Or can you get more money, more value out of keeping him on the team, do you think? And that's, that's how I base my decision off of. Yep. Uh, important to know that as of June... 2020 last year Juve reported a 71.4 million uh, euros loss so I'm sure they're losing money um, and to Justin's point if you can I 
Preston would say, if you can find somebody that would take him, by all means, like, let's just start this project over again with young stars, Kiesa, Kulusevski, Kulusevski leading the line, uh, maybe Morata, because I believe he's on loan, right? I think Morata's on loan, right? Not, yeah. Um, maybe you buy Morata, because honestly, he's done very well this season. Um, you forgot so, Dybala. Well, that's another story. I don't know about, Dybala is always injured, so, uh, <laughs> can't him out. But, uh, Manny, I see you, you have something about away goals. Are you, are you, are you trying to abolish away goals? Yeah, I, I think at least this year, right? I mean, you have fans, uh, no fans in, in, in the stands, right? Um, maybe the away goals should be something that uh, we should do without until all fans are, you know, allowed back. Uh, and that's across Europe. Um, they should just have maybe just a two-legged affair and aggregate, like winner-takes-all kind of thing, you know? Um, I don't really see, like, the value in, like, especially because teams now have to travel so far away from home to play a game. You know, it doesn't make sense. You know, I'm like Chelsea and, and, and Atletico Madrid had to go to Romania, like an extra 1,500 miles away from home to play a game. You know, and I, like yeah. what does it matter if it's like away or not? Like who the, the home team or the away team is, like it doesn't matter. So yeah. that, that's my thought, at least just for – you know, until things go back to normal. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it makes sense, but I think it would be a huge change to, to implement. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if people will agree with it, too. I think there'll be a lot of pushback to it. But I do agree, Manny, looking if, yeah, looking, looking at it from, like, the pandemic kind of lens, it does not make any sense. It does not make any sense. I agree. I agree. And I don't know if you've heard, um, I think South America's ca- canceled their all their um, World Cup qualifiers because uh, don't forget, there are international games this month, towards the end of the month. Um, and I think we heard word that South America is not going to hold the, the World Cup qualifiers because there's a lot of travel restrictions. I think that one is the one that really needs to stop, the international travels uh, for, for the international games. But that's another topic for another time. Um, but finally, before we head out from this topic, um, Pirlo, um, are we thumbs up or thumbs down on him, or this is not his fault? Like, are we you're thumbs down, Manny? Okay, whoa, Justin's also thumbs down for, for Pirlo. How, uh, J- JR is sideways, oh, thumbs down. Oh. What? <laughs> no, 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 he's, way. he's no. no Zidane. No way, no way. I think he's, I mean, for, for somebody that just started to coach, <laughs> that just got his coaching badge. Um, I think he's doing okay, but then that could also mean that he's he has all these star players, so maybe maybe he's not. I don't know. Whatever. Listen um, to listen to what you just said for someone that just got the coaching badge. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like literally, we were all everyone on this call was on the even playing field with Pirlo before he took the U of A job. All right. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what they were thinking about doing that, but um, I just thought about Jr. It'd be funny. If they replaced him with Zidane, oh and then god, Kepper, and then kept Ronaldo, epic. Nah, epic. that would be epic. Z- Zidane is safe for now. No, but he might leave. Not he'll get fired, but he might leave. He's done before. Um. All right, let's let's go on to a team in La Liga. Very for me, this result is very depressing. I can't believe Sevilla could not score three goals, and I I, I mean I only watched the highlights, so I don't know what happened. 
and you're listening to the game. But um, let's start with, uh, you know, Holland. I mean, what a player. I think he's now 20 goals in 14 games. Um, he's beaten Messi and Ronaldo's record and everybody else's record. Um, is this just a... And please don't take this the wrong way. And, and let's... I'm trying to think about all the teams or all the defenses that he's come up against. If you really think about it, has he played any like big team with top defenses? Now, but then now I remember Bayern, he scored two against Bayern, but then Bayern gives up goals against teams like Bielefeld or you know random teams they lost in the in the uh, like it's it's another thing that Bayern's defense is, is not that great, especially this season. But if you really think about it, when it comes up against big defenses, is has he been good or will he be able to score two goals? And I'm not saying Holland is not good. I like him. I want him on my team. But is he just playing against bad defenses? Or am I thinking too far? I think he's scored against every big team he's played against. Has he, though? I don't have his stats in front of me. He but... scored against PSG. Well, he okay. scores against Bayern. He scored against Sevilla. He was scoring goals for Salzburg. He, he was, but not, I feel like, okay, yeah. Anyways, I'm, first of all, impressive. He scored 20 goals. Not gonna, not gonna, you know, say that that's not impressive. Obviously, it's impressive. Uh, I just boy, would like boy, to see. you're being a hater. No, 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 no. Okay, all right. Please don't take this the wrong way. I like, I mean, I want this guy on my I, team, okay? If, if, if I were to buy a, a striker right now, I'm going for Holland. But Bori, how do you expect he's gonna to come to Milan when you have this uh well, okay. convoluted I'm view? Just, of... I'm just looking at. I'm okay. First of all, I started this with. I don't have the data in front of me. I don't know for sure, but like I'm, I want to see the defenses he's coming up against, and how is he doing against a team like Juve? I wish he had played against a team like Juve. Even Milan's defense, I would love to see that. You know, him play against kind of a Milan defense. Um, with good defenses, how does it fare? I don't know. That that's a. a I, I don't think. I think Bayern's defense. I I wouldn't say it's the best. Um, they've given up a lot of goals this season. Um, but I I would love to see that data. But anyways, Holland was was tremendous. But I was very disappointed that Lopetegui and and you know Sevilla really could not do anything in this in this in this game. And um, it's just a. It's just a bad look for for uh, La Liga, to be honest. And JR, I don't know if you have anything to say about how, uh, why, and how La Liga teams are really just doing this bad. And Sevilla was doing very well until just a few weeks ago. What's going on? I don't know. I mean, I kind of think we we all kind of predicted this, right? Another high-scoring game. I didn't. Oh, you thought it was gonna be low? Well, no, I thought I thought Sevilla was gonna go through. Uh, well, I mean, they scored two goals, but I mean, they they couldn't come through on aggregate. Um, but I mean, they 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 had opportunities. I think the the theme for this game and in all the other games too have been like any team could have won and, and advanced. And I think Sevilla they had plenty of opportunities to score. They just couldn't couldn't finish some of them. And uh, Holland just tore them up. So yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, let's go back to Holland real quick and of course the saga that happened with the disallowed goal, disallowed penalty, and then the eventual second penalty that took place. Um, what are your? Th- <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know, Manny, Manny, do you have the summary of what happened? About yeah, that yeah I want to explain to everyone. Jesus, I don't even know how to explain this. So I'm going to try to do my best. So in the play leading up to, uh, what was it, the second uh, Holland goal, there was a foul that had committed uh, that had been committed apparently on Holland, um, and the ref hadn't seen it. So the play progresses. Holland scores. They review the play because it was one of those plays that um, I thought was more impressive, like just from the angle that he took it at. Um, he made something out of nothing. Um, he scores. Uh, all the Sevilla players are then complaining and. Uh, to the ref, the ref goes and reviews the play, finds out that there's a foul that was committed on Holland inside the penalty box uh, a few minutes beforehand, calls a penalty, Holland goes and takes a penalty, uh, misses the penalty, it's actually blocked, uh, stopped by the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper, <laughs> Bono, goes in, laughs in front of Holland's face, um, you know, uh, then the play is stopped, whistled dead again, because uh, the ref reviews uh, the PK that was taken uh, because the goalkeeper apparently has stepped um, off the line and he stopped it. So he gives a redo. Holland scores. He laughs at the goalkeeper in his face. And then uh, that goal stands. And the ref then gives proceeds to give both Holland and the goalkeeper, Bono, a yellow card, which was unnecessary. Cool. Now... I don't know if I got all of those in correct order, but there was so much that happened in so little time. I mean, it, it just went to, I, I think, with the theme of the week, which was just like horrible refereeing. Like, I don't think there was a single referee, maybe besides the um, um, RBL Liverpool game, uh, where the ref did a decent job. Yeah, so I don't even know what to start with this because I think... The, the goal that Haaland scored initially that was chopped off, the, the crazy angle that he scored, I think this, they were saying he hit the, um, the Sevilla defender and the Sevilla... First yeah. of all, how is that even a file? I, I'm, like, confused. He trucked I, I, over I, Diego Carlos, which takes a lot to do. That's a big, big yeah. boy. Um, in other words, Diego Carlos made the mistake of getting in the way of the freight train yeah. of Haaland. He was had a head full of steam, and it looked to me, at least, to be just a shoulder-to-shoulder contact. It was like uh, a 50-50 challenge. The better for. Yep. Yeah. Does anyone know how far VAR can go back in the review? So they review that. They call a foul on Holland for trucking Carlos. But then they go back, like, two minutes and find yeah. out that Holland actually got fouled back in the box. So it's like, well, couldn't you keep going back further and, like... <laughs> Well, you know, I thought it was kickoff, you know, something yeah. retroactive, <laughs> retroactively make calls. Yeah, yeah. How, how far can you go back? It's, I that's thought, what's I crazy thought it was passage of play. So if the team, as long as the team, it doesn't exchange hands, right? I thought that's, well, unless it was something that leads to a penalty, though. Um, I, I think it was just really more, <laughs> I think what the, I think the real, fault here is just the way that it was presented to uh the viewers um cbs did like a horrible job of trying to keep everyone up to date about what was going on what was being reviewed 
what the call was that was a PK and everything and caused a lot of confusion, um, you know, just from a, a, a standpoint of like a, a viewer, um, they really just need to make sure that they get everything like tidied up because, you know, one thing that we've come to see is that what the ref is seeing is not always what the viewers at home see and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, I, I think this game was, was crazy on its own. Um, but the one thing I, w- I do want to ask finally is, do we think Dortmund can go further than quarterfinals? Because we know their defense is basically like four of us playing defense, right? Like, we, you know, anyone can go through us. Even babies can go through us. Um, so given the bad defense, but they have their best defense, which is their offense, which is Holland, Holland. Um, can they go far, or or are they just going to be one of those easy teams that will get beaten next round? And wouldn't wouldn't it be awesome if Bayern gets paired with them? I don't know about that, but I think it, it depends who they draw. I think there's definitely a couple teams that they could beat, or at least they could outscore. Hmm. Interesting. And I don't I don't see it. it. I don't see I don't see how they can I was gonna say, as long as Holland is on the field, they got a chance. But if he if he were to go down with like an injury, then I don't I don't see anybody on that team that can do slightly or contribute slight like even the slightest of what his contributions is to the team at the moment. So because like they did this game without Sancho, they did this game without uh, Reyna. Yeah. Yep. Holland is as important to Dortmund as. Messi is to Barcelona, frankly. That's why I think that he's like, we've spoken before about the next generation of players who are going to take that mantle of like the most exciting and the most dynamic players um, who are going at it today. And that's why Holland has to be in that class of like successors to Messi and Ronaldo, because he is like, whether he's on the field or not, it changes the, the nature of the game completely, both for Dortmund and for whoever they're playing. Yeah. Um, Justin, I know I I gave you a, a a pushback last time you said this, but I'm I'm slowly coming to that camp um, because I, I here's yeah. why. If you really think about it, Holland is not just good at goal scoring; he's also good at passing. Um, he that guy can pass, and he like I'm I don't know what his assist stat looks like, but he can definitely like I'm sure he can be a very good, especially when he goes to a bigger team. He will have so so much numbers um, or so so many numbers. So I think um, I'm I'm slowly coming to that train that he could be the new Messi Ronaldo type like figure um, in a, in a team. So, um, anyways, all right, let's move on. If anyone has nothing to say, let's move on to. Uh, I'm just gonna take a deep breath because it's Barcelona and their problems. PSG Barcelona PSG at the end of the one one. Uh, surprise, surprise! Messi missed a penalty when it was crucial, uh, which I'm going, I'm going to slander him for. Um, but I mean, I th- overall, I thought it was a good game. I thought by, uh, Barca actually took the game to them. They had so many chances, and I think um, Jr. You have somebody in mind that you want to praise uh, in this PSG Barca game. And, first, yeah. first, yeah. We're gonna take a look at the predictions. Oh God! And, uh, <laughs> let's, let's look at the predictions. A certain Bori and a certain Manny 
had Barcelona advancing. Yeah. Well, I, I, yes. thought, huh. I thought they could do it. I thought they would play the kids, but they didn't. So. so, in my defense, I didn't realize that Anthony Taylor was going to be refereeing this game. <laughs> had I known that, I would not have made that prediction. Oh, God. So, so uh, Manny, can you give us maybe an example of, of when you thought he was being stupid? The, the whole game. The whole game. <laughs> the whole game. <laughs> okay, so so honestly, I just want to I just want to pose this question for, for you guys. Did you think that the PK that was awarded to PSG for the yeah. foul on Icardi was a legitimate foul and therefore a PK? I think Jay had something to say about that. So I, I, I don't think it's a foul because you can see Lenglet is not even looking at the guy. He's not lunging. Exactly. He's just normally running. But what I will say is they've been calling that all year. So they're consistent with that. Yeah. I think that, that part is just a rule problem. I think they need to change that problem. But I do agree. Like, I don't think it should be a penalty. Um, well, be, mainly because the ball wasn't even like it's not like Icardi was going to go head the ball in exactly so so I think that's why it should be chopped off but but honestly we've seen it given this season and that's why I'm in the camp of like sure it sucks and doesn't make sense but I, I can see why they give it gave it uh, and maybe IFAB needs to change that rule uh, and, because it doesn't make sense and that was my issue with this was uh in the instances where it has been given the player uh, that is fouled can usually, you know, you give them the benefit of the doubt that they might be able to get to the ball. There was yeah. no way yeah. in every angle that they showed Icardi was going to get to that ball before the keeper. Like, no, yeah. it's, it was impossible. So I think from that point on, you know, it just kind of, you know, now Barca's, what, has to score not, like five goals now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it just completely changed the game. Um, so, but I, I, I guess... When we're talking about, we talk about it every week about just like the Premier League, like the ref, the qualities in the refs and the yeah. lack thereof. Like I'm not surprised. In fact, I'm I'm actually surprised that it, they managed to give him such an important game to referee. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised too. Um, the the one thing I was thinking about is I don't know why strikers don't do. If that's a penalty and I'm a striker and I I know I probably won't be able to score a goal. I feel like what I can do is if I see a defender's running in front of me and I'm in the penalty box, I can just slow down and just get that contact, right? Um, obviously, we don't see that often. So, But I feel like if I see that as a penalty, then I'm definitely going to be doing that from now on. Um, so that's, that's a good point. I think the rules should be changed on that. I, I think that should not be a penalty in the future. Um, but but the Barca penalty was a penalty, right? The, the one against uh, PSG was a penalty? Was it borderline? Was it soft? I'm going to be honest. I don't think that was a penalty either. Yeah, and, and ball, the ball didn't lie too, right? <laughs> the ball didn't lie, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was a soft one too. Like, it was like two people going together. I don't know. It, and, and honestly, it just looked like it was like Anthony Taylor had given one on the other hand, you know, exactly. on the other end. Yep. And he was just like, all right, I'm just going to give it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. You got to give it. Um, but that messy goal, though. I mean, we, we, I know, I know, Jr. is not saying this, but he's he wants to praise Navas and he wants, you know, he was he's he's hoping he can get Navas back at Madrid, but but Real that Madrid's goal, most important, Real Madrid's most important player ever, won right? all his Champions League. Yeah, yep. 
so so the messy goal very nice shot rocket shot top bins okay. the whole thing why do i feel like this is going to be like an understand like you, you you just you're making it seem like it was nothing it was good it was good it was his first non-penalty kick goal in the champions league this year about time that is a fact i did not know um i didn't realize that but is that his fault yeah it is yeah <laughs> yes. but they had so many chances i don't know how many goals they had like how many shots on goal they had so many chances and navas was shot shutting them one by one I'm, i'm gonna look at this from a different lens since jr posed that yeah it was his first goal non-penalty goal but could the reason be that he's actually the only player on barcelona worth uh marking on the team I mean, we saw what happened today, and we've seen it time and time again. When you give Dembele, Griezmann, Brothway, who else? Like, there's nobody else on that team that can score aside from Messi. So is, is it surprising that this is his first time that he scores, where other teams just know it's just like, hey, as long as you don't let Messi do anything else, we're just going to, like, dare everybody else to shoot. The way that you just said... Porto let Morata shoot all game long. I don't know. I feel like certain guys get some shit for only scoring penalty kick goals. And then my boy <laughs> Messi is only scoring penalty kicks in the Champions League, and you're letting them off the hook. You're right. You're right. Um, Touche. Yeah. <laughs> I think, but, but let, me, let me tell you why I'm letting him off the hook a little bit. You have players around him that are not playing. They're playing 50%. So it's, there's only so much he can do. But this brings me to my, uh, I guess, my last final point about this is, what, are we seeing the end of Ronaldo, Messi, or do they just need to switch teams and then we'll see them back again to their top form? What, what, what do you all think about that? They're in their twilight years. I think it's pretty evident after this season both in domestic competition and now here we have the two arguable um number one in 1a and 1b greatest of all times exiting the champions league in the round of 16 after the previous season where they both exited under pretty ignominious circumstances also obviously uh juventus being eliminated in the round of 16 and then messi uh being humiliated against uh, Bayern so and and to your earlier point about sort of like Holland taking over um you know and being the next big thing him and him and Mbappe so you've got Ronaldo and Messi going out getting knocked out you've got Mbappe and Holland advancing to the quarterfinals so I think I think you're seeing seeing that baton slowly get passed I think Messi and Ronaldo need to go to clubs where they're not the man where they can be kind of transition into a senior veteran presence where they're like, obviously, I mean, like they're not, they're not, there's no team in the world where they could go where they won't be one of the top two or three best players on the team. Messi will be the best player no matter what team he goes to, but he needs help. Uh, it's like everything that we just said about like Barcelona, and it's not just this game and it's not even just this season. It's been for years and years now, like pass to Messi and, uh, Pray for the best. Let him let him pull the rabbit out of the hat again and again and again. 
So he needs to go to a, a team where there's two, three other guys who can carry their weight and not make him the center of focus for every single uh, possession in every single game. Right, there was a yeah, random fact. Go, go ahead. Oh, did you have a random fact? I, I was going to drop I, a random fact. Oh, you weren't? No, actually, you, you dropped the random factor. I was going to say, did, do you guys know the last time that the Champions League, that Ronaldo and Messi were knocked out this early in the competition? What year that was? How long ago that was? 2002? Close. It's actually the... No, it was, uh, 2000, it was uh, the 04-05 season. Wow. It was the last time that we didn't see a Messi or a Ronaldo... Uh, advance in the in the Champions League. Yeah, it yeah, it's scary. Um, but I'm not gonna be like you sore losers and downers. I believe that we'll see the real Ronaldo and Messi if they switch teams. I just need Ronaldo to go to Bayern, and I need Messi to go to to City. You'll see a different set of of, of games, and and they will rule the world again. Um, I refuse to hand that baton to Holland and Mbappe. Screw that. I'm, um, I'm going to go further than that. I'm going to say they, they make the resurgence when they come to the MLS. Oh, God. No way. It would be cool, though, to see Messi in D.C., but I don't know if he would like the cold. I think he, he probably preferred the, the warm weather. So, um, sadly. All right, final final game. Liverpool, Liverpool played RB Leipzig. Um, to be honest, I think this was huge for Liverpool. I, I mean, if you really think about where they come from, They've been losing games left and right to Fulham and, and all these random teams. And somehow, somehow they're able to score two goals against Leipzig. Who freaking has like the be- one of the best freaking defenders in the Bundesliga. But his positioning, I don't know if any of you saw the goals. His position in both goals was like, what the hell is going on? Why is Upamecano playing so bad? Uh, and you expect this? This is somebody that is playing in the middle of a of a three three man defense, and he's playing such trash. He should be commanded the back line. The I think that it was the first goal of the second. I can't remember which which goal. He was nowhere. And, you know, I think Mane was like up front, and I saw two defenders, and I was like, where is Upamecano? Out of out of line. I don't get that. I I I, I genuinely think announcing the announcement is affecting him. Because he's not put in the shit anymore. Uh, and it's just sad. It's, it's very sad to see. I yeah. don't know I mean, if anyone has any thoughts. He, I mean, I thought the spotlight was on him. He was on the stage and totally forgot his lines for both goals, it felt like to me. On the first goal, Jota and Salah like, turned him around like, uh, you know, like a top. He was, was failed to intercept the pass from Jota. And then Salah just like turned him around and just like jinked inside and uh scored that was on the first goal and then on the second goal he comes out to meet origi what was it orgi yeah orgi origi origi origami origami Origami. Origami. that's right orgi orgi (laughs) this is a a (laughs) pg-13 podcast (laughs) all right go back delete all of that um now leave it in and double it um, yeah, but he comes out to meet and he just gets ran right by and, and then the yeah. cross comes in and then there's a second goal. So he was like responsible for both to yeah. a large extent. 
Yeah, I, I think the, the middleman of the three-man defense needs to be there at the heart of defense both times. I don't know what he was doing, to be honest. Manny? It's, it's, the, uh, it's the Marco Rose effect. It's the same thing that... Uh, <laughs> It, it, it is right like you know what i mean you you were you were saying like i don't know where he was i'll tell you where he was he's in Bayern right now all right he was in Bayern the minute he signed that contract you know what i mean the minute that that agreement came through that's it it's like and i called it out you know we talked about it as well it's like when a player like that when something like that happens in a player's career they don't care what happens to their current status like they know they're set you know like leipzig could be relegated or whatever the case like it won't affect them he knows he's going to the best team in the land you know so and but i do want to kind of pose this question because i also think that and and to boris point like liverpool like give him a little bit of credit i think the presence of jota has maybe kind of sparked something in that uh attacking uh front three because We've seen like Firmino, you know, Mane, Salah, but out of those three, like there's always, I think of those three, you could probably argue that Firmino's the one that gets lost the most in certain games and just disappears. I think Jota coming back from injury really helped him out. He was, I think, instrumental in the game today, and he certainly was uh, was important in that uh, and the goal leading up to uh, what was it, the Salah, the Salah goal, the first goal. So I want to get everybody's take about what they think, uh, you know, Jota coming back from injury might mean for Liverpool's uh, chances the rest of the season. I think it means a guaranteed Europa League spot. <laughs> that, that, that's, all, that's all I can tell you right now. Um, I, I do get your sentiment. I like your sentiment. But I think, um, I mean, OK, first of all, this win is, is definitely going to help their, their confidence, right? It's going to have their confidence if they're moving on to the next round. Um, but I, I, I don't think Jota will be enough. Um, I, I think the fact that you have uh, Salah and Mane, yes, they scored this game, but the fact that you have them not scoring and not being clinical uh, you know, in the EPL especially, I think they're going to struggle. Um, and, and Jota can't carry the team, I don't think. But you're right. I mean, I think Jota definitely brings something different. So maybe now instead of losing against size that they should really be beaten, they'll be probably be tying those games. All right. Well I think um I think I think that's about it. I mean um I can't wait for next week. I think uh we'll hopefully we'll get JR on after the Atalanta and Real Madrid game next week. Uh, I I'll really love to talk to you no matter what the outcome is. Uh but I can I'm willing to bet you there that if if Juve win uh, if sorry if Real Madrid wins we know why. We know it's the ref, and and that's the same thing Manny said the other time uh, in the first leg, and we're, I'm just gonna call it right now. Uh, but if they and if they lose, and if they lose, if they lose, it's not it's not the ref. Um, uh, farmers League. <laughs> if they, yeah, if they lose, then it's New Farmers League. Yeah. yeah. Be, Manny, uh, do you I, have that? Manny's holding up a sign. New Farmers League. Did you have that prepared before the podcast? Or was that a little art project you were working oh, on while we were talking? I have, I have, I've had this about a month ago. Oh god! <laughs> I I changed my pick, Boris. I, I had I had Atlanta winning. No, Madrid are winning now. I changed it. Okay. You inspired right. by all the, the the comebacks and all the. You guys inspired me. All the talks Ooh, of, the, of the glory days, and you know Kaylor Navas making saves and Ronaldo, and uh, 
we got Ramos and uh, Hazard back in training today. So, is is do you know something we don't? Do you know if uh, Anthony Taylor is going to ref that game? <laughs> I don't probably, know if he's refing. Probably. Will. I don't know if anybody saw. It. There's a moment in the Barca game where Messi uh, knocked Anthony Taylor's badge off of. Did anybody see that? I was like, oh, yeah. this is like. Oh, I did. This is right material for a lot of memeing. Real refs have that sewn into their uniforms. That's all I'm gonna say. That was like a that was like a Velcro piece. It's like a sticker, wow. you know. Hey, real quick, I, I before we leave, I think we need to check the scoreboard for predictions. No. Um. Let's just let me just say no. No. <laughs> Can I say no? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like. I'm pretty sure there's some stakes to these predictions, if I remember correctly. Uh, Something about the losers having to wear the winner's uh, jersey of choice and swearing their allegiance to that club. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, but but, but that was – we said that for the rest of the Champions League. There's still like – you know, you still got quarters, semis, and – Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I mean – this is it, there's still a lot of games to be played yet, but as it stands right now, uh, Bori, where are we at with your predictions? I don't think I get got any of them right. So I mean, well, I got. Oh, the you did get like, Porto. Well, yeah, I got the Porto. Yeah, yeah, I got that one. Um, so, I didn't get any of them right. The else, any of them, the any of the rest, right? So. I'll so one that. of four. Sure. I think I think I'm in the same boat as well. Justin, just oh, wow. or am I two of four? Three out of four. Um, Manny, you're just, not one of four, and you're also not two of four. Wait, he's zero of four. <laughs> am I zero of four? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I said Porto. I said no, Porto said, was gonna. It says Juventus. What's the record showing? <laughs> okay, but on the podcast, right? What we say, our word Check is our tapes. bond. We'll check the tapes. Check the tapes. I said Porto. I said Porto was gonna draw, and therefore that was gonna make them advance. Manny, no, no, no. That was last episode, Manny. No, it, we. But I'm talking about the predictions before the first leg. Oh, Fine. You know oh. what? I'm gonna make up for this shit. Fine. Fine. <laughs> like, there's a lot of games to be played. There's a lot of games to be played. So. Yeah. You know, I. I gotta start. You know, it's 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 ironic because I think I chose some of the uh, Spanish teams to actually win, when in reality I just want them to all fail miserably. Should have just gone with my gut instinct. It's it's all right. The two Madrid teams will win. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> can't wait, can't wait. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we have for today. Um, thank you, Jr., for joining us again. Um, and uh, as usual, uh, we'll see you on Sunday or. On Monday, depending on when we uh, release the next episode. But next episode, we're going to be talking the North London Derby. We're gonna have uh, hopefully a Spurs fan on the on the episode, so it should be fun. Uh, but thank you for listening, and see you next time.